again, you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard CIA featuring Ice Cube, very early Ice Cube, pre-NWA, produced by Dr. Dre, Ice Cube. Why? Because today, on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, a complete profile in coldness, coolness, and ice. Interviews today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, and a brand new interview with Ice Tea. Yes, on a Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here today, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, and Ice Tea. So we began there with some vintage Ice Cube, the CIA crew on the Crew Cut record label, probably about 87 or 88. There's a bit of pre end WA action there, produced by Dr. Dre. So right now, here's an interview with Ice Cube that I did when Ice Cube was in town filming Are We There Yet? They're filming a sequel, but this is from the original Are We There Yet? It was a set of that movie. Then after the Ice Cuban interview, an interview with Vanilla Ice. When he was in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, get this, playing A Night at the Royal with Maestro Fresh West. It was Maestro Fresh West. And Vanilla Ice. And you know what? That very same day, I also interviewed Johnny Marr from the Smiths. Not on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show today, but still. Vanilla Ice, Maestro, and Johnny Marr from the Smiths. All playing the same night in Vancouver. It was incredible. So an interview with Vanilla Ice. And then, lastly, a brand new interview with Ice-T. Ice, 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 baby! Who are you? <laughs> ice Cube. Ice Cube, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks, man. I'm really excited because you're shooting this movie, Are We There Yet?, in Vancouver, and Vancouver is playing Vancouver. Is that true, Ice Cube? Yeah, Vancouver is playing itself. Which is totally amazing because it never happens that way. Yeah, most people come here and shoot uh, every other city but Vancouver, but a lot of movies are shot right here, and uh, we say, yo, we, we there, why, why the hell we won't use Vancouver, you know, so. Thank you very much for acknowledging that, Ice Cube. And I wanted to ask you a bit more about the movie, Are We There Yet? I understand that you're fighting a deer in the movie. That sounds exciting. Ice Cube versus a deer. <laughs> yeah, and I kicked that deer ass, too. Don't worry about nothing, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a kid's comedy, family movie, uh... And it's a trip to see me with a couple of kids. You know, I think that's funny in itself. And Nia Long is also in the movie, and she was also with you with Boys in the Hood, too, right? Yeah, Nia Long, you know, we've been following each other's career for the longest. You know, she's been down since Boys in the Hood. She was in Friday with me, and, you know, now we've come full circle. And uh, Jay Moore is in it, you know, comedian. Real funny dude. So we got a good movie. Ice Cube, I'd like to thank you again for setting your movie in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I don't know if you're familiar of who lives in Vancouver, but Tommy Chong used to live in Vancouver. Did you know that, Ice Cube? Oh, you know, uh, it seems like it, you know, with all the budge I got going on around here, you know. Tommy Chong coming from, from uh, BC, you know, that, that, that seems about right. 
Tommy Chong used to live in Vancouver. Now, unfortunately, he's in jail. But on behalf of the people from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, I want to give you a present, Ice Cube, for actually setting your movie, Are We There Yet, in Vancouver. And this is a present from Tommy Chong and the people of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is a Cheech and yeah. Chong incense burner for you, Ice Cube. I'm loving, that. I'm loving this. You know, this is one of my favorite gifts, man. I'm feeling this, man. A Cheech and Chong incense burner, just to let the kids know, an incense burner. Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll keep incense burning in here. No problem. But I like this, man. I dig this. I was a big fan of these movies, you know. We kind of loosely based our Friday movies on these Cheech and Chong movies. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're like the next descendant of the Chongster, aren't you there, Ice Cube? Hey, you know, every, everybody got to have a godfather. So I guess Tommy Chong and, and Cheech, you know, those are godfathers, me and Smokey and me and uh, Day Day. Ice Cube, the first time I heard N.W.A., I was scared. Good. <laughs> like, it really scared me. You look scared now. Well, you're Nice Cube, so I'm not that scared. <laughs> you're the Nice Cube. But thinking back, you guys weren't the first to do the gangster thing, were you? Well, I guess the full-on West Coast thing. But Schooly D, he did a bit of the gangsterisms, too, didn't he, from Philly. Does Schooly D get any props at all, Ice Cube? Yeah, Schooly D get much props. You know, Schooly D, uh, he was definitely one of the originators of gangster rap. You got to say that. Also, you got to say KRS-One, you know, Boogie Down Productions. They was doing some hardcore records back then. So, you know, it's a few people that uh, came before N.W.A., but no people came like N.W.A., you know what I mean? So, you know, N.W.A. got to be the world's most dangerous group. Yes, I am still scared. Good. But I was wondering there, Ice Cube, Schooly D could break dance. What's your dancing ability like there, Ice Cube? I have none. You've never tried any? Nope, I'm like Sir Noise, devoid of funk. I would never dance. Ice Cube, one other group that I've been interested in is the rock and roll group Cameo. Some people give them a bad rap, but what is the coolness about the Cameo? Because I think they're pretty amazing, aren't they? Uh, Yeah, Cameo's off the hook. I mean, on this record, Be Yourself was dope, Flirt was dope, Alligator Woman was off the hook. So... I mean, this album only has eight songs, man. I don't think you can get away with that nowadays. But cameos sometimes get a bad rap, don't they? Like, I mean, they don't always get the respect they deserve. I think nowadays, I think the outcasts are even having, like, Cameo's bass player on some of their recordings. I don't know if Cameo's getting a bad rap. I mean, who got time to diss Cameo? Certainly not me, speaking here to Ice Cube on the set of the movie Are We... Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I was wondering, Ice Cube, your good homie friend, Snoop Dogg, I interviewed him a little while back, and I showed him this record by Flip Wilson. Yeah. And Flip Wilson is wearing a dress here. And I said to Snoop, would you ever wear a dress? And Snoop said, hell no. Hell no. Now, why is that? Why would Snoop not want to wear a dress? And would you ever wear a dress there, Ice Cube, like Flip Wilson? Hell no. And I don't know why he wouldn't want to wear a dress, but uh, I ain't into it. I'll leave it up to Flip. Ice Cube, on your brand new LP with the West Side Connection, you guys have a song called Pimp the System. Yeah. And on it, you sample the Archbishop Don Magic Wan. Yes. Now, who is that guy, the Archbishop Don Magic Wan? He pops up everywhere. He's around Snoop. What's the history of the Archbishop? Oh, he's just one of the OG players, you know, that's been doing it for a long time. Give us a lot of love in Chicago when we come through. So we got to give it up to the Archbishop, you know what I mean? I, I put him in a movie or two. He was in uh, Friday After Next, and, you know, he's our man. 
He's always popping up everywhere. Like, it's cool to see him all these award shows in the background. Like, the Archbishop is down, isn't he? The Archbishop is in the house. Yeah, the Archbishop is, he, 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 he's all right, dude, with us. And winding up. Take your records back. Oh, thank you very much, Ice Cube. I like this. Yes, that's for you. That's for you to keep here. A gift from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Can you smoke this? Uh, incense only there, Ice Cube. And Ice Cube, I was wondering about your first group here. The CIA. This is your first group. Yeah, this is my first group. And this was before NWA. What was the CIA like? And what happened to the rest of the guys? Oh, these criminals in action. That's what CIA stood for. And, uh, you know, you got Sir Jinx. He, he went on to produce for me on a couple of records. And then you got my man uh, KD. You know, I put a record out on him in like uh, 80, I mean 97. So, you know, everybody's still around, man. Where'd you find this, dude? Just in a record store called Beat Street in Vancouver. They've reissued that. That's a reissue. It's a bootleg. Produced by Dr. Dre. Produced by Dr. Dre. And I was wondering that, Ice Cube, what is it like back then? What was it like back then with the CIA scene? What was it like, like the pre-NWA? Because I've seen pictures of Ice-T, and he's looking pretty crazy dressed up electronica. What did you look like back then in the CIA era? Trust me, I didn't look like none of them dudes, you know. I still dress like myself. See, we was broke, so we couldn't afford nothing but khakis and T-shirts. So we just dressed like ourselves back then, and... uh you know, it was cool. You know, we were struggling. We was all trying to get get on, you know. Uh, it's not my favorite record, but, you know, we was on wax. We was happy. Ice-T was into that sort of electronica thing, wasn't he? Like, he was wearing some crazy outfits, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think he was into the breakdance and stuff, you know. And when you, when you, back then in the 80s, you know what I mean, breakdancing, you had on the spikes and, you know, nothing like what you got on, but, but similar. Ice-T was down with it. I don't know about all that, but I know a uh, dude, he wore spikes, yeah. Ice Cube, lastly here, I want to ask you a bit of a controversial question about The Source magazine. Lately, they've been going on and on about, is Eminem a racist? What do you think about that whole Source versus Eminem situation that's going out there? I don't care. Who cares? Because Eminem apparently recorded something that was racist on some tape that was around for 10 years. What is your feelings about digging up tapes from the past and putting them out in the mainstream? Who cares? Really? I mean, to be honest, who cares? If he's a racist or not, who cares? Well, thanks so much, Ice Cube. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I love this, man. Thanks. Appreciate this much music. Well, or, or did you give me this? That's from the people of Vancouver. Me, Nardwar, the human serviette, the people of Vancouver for you, Ice Cube. Because you actually shot your movie in Vancouver and actually based your movie in Vancouver, which is very, very rare. Yeah, this is the bomb, man. I'll let you smoke it with me later. Incense again. This is for the kids again. This is a kids movie. Are we there yet? An incense burner. And actually, lastly, the Ice Cube, do you still buy in bulk? Yeah, man, I buy a lot in bulk. Yeah. All right, well, thanks so much. Keep on rocking in the free world, Ice Cube, and doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> this dude crazy. West Side for life, all day, every day. It don't stop till the panties drop. You know? That will work. You know is almost like doo-doo. Are we there yet? I think we are. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Oh, yeah, right about now. Oh, yeah. 
see y'all posse two. Sir Dick is without a doubt posse three. Third to the good boy, evidently. Oh, yeah. yeah.
and you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That was CIA featuring Ice Cube. And before that, an interview with Ice Cube. Coming up, an interview with Vanilla Ice. And a bit later on in Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, a brand new interview with Ice Tea. Yes, all ice today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And with the ice theme, here's an interview with Vanilla Ice. Who are you? Uh, sometimes people call me Hasselhoff. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my name is Rob. It's my real name. You were Vanilla Ice. A.K.A. Vanilla Ice, yeah. Now, Vanilla Ice, Rob, if I asked you a few years ago, seeing 89, who you are, you'd say, I'm rolling like a Sherman tank. Can you do that for me now, please? No, who are you? I'm not rolling like a Sherman tank. I'm rolling like in my 5.0, yo. A1A, Beachfront Avenue, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my town that created all the bass sound. Nah. And, and now here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on tour. But let's talk about your band right off the bat, your drummer. He's amazing, those tattoos. Who's in the band there, Mr. Ice? Yeah, that's Chris, man. I, I got him from another band uh, that was kind of collapsing uh, in Dallas, and uh, he lives in L.A. now. He's full-on rock star. Um, he's got Beavis and Butthead, all the tattoo magazines he's on the cover of. He's got Beavis and Butthead with severed heads looking at himself with pimples all over him. So it's insane. The guy's crazily tattooed, but uh, he's, he's an awesome drummer, man. Uh, aside from all that, he's super talented. He's just he's insane. He's a great friend, too. And you also got Maestro opening for you, the legendary Maestro Fresh West Vanilla Ice. What's up with that? That's amazing. You know, I didn't know what to expect from him either, you know. I mean, uh, and uh, it's just been amazing, exactly like you said, and uh, he's just been getting much love out here. Canada loves him, and uh, we love him, too, man. Man, he's been a great guy. He's a super cool friend. Are you friends with any other Canadian ice people? Like, do you know of snow at all, vanilla ice? Like, you know, ice, vanilla ice, snow, cold? No, I like snow, man. Snow is dope. Uh, you know, there's a, let me see, Alanis Morissette I used to, I had, you know, she used to open up for me back in the day. That's funny. Uh, Alanis opened for you? Yeah, and Maestro back in the day, yep. Way back, like 90, early 90s. So Vanilla Ice is tonight at the Royal. Is this going to be a ret- uh, I was doing some stuff with Avril Lavigne lately. I did uh, her and Buster Rhymes up in, uh, in, in Buffalo, New York. Man, you really are paving the way there, Vanilla Ice. No, I'm not trying to pave the way, man. I'm trying to just live a rock star jackass lifestyle, bro. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, are you back to rap? Are you back to rap? Is it going to be rap tonight or is it the metal thing? What's going to go on tonight there, Vanilla Ice? Uh, we mix it up, man. I mean, we're going to bring it back to the old school, you know, which is why I did my new CD the way I did with uh, the double CD, one being hip-hop and one being rock, you know, but uh, we, we're going to introduce all the new stuff as well, but we're going to take you back to the old school. We have fun with it. Vanilla Ice, with the album 2D Extreme, did you coin the phrase extreme? Like, are you responsible for the extreme sports there, Vanilla Ice? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, man. I think you're stretching it a little bit. No, I just... But, I mean, give yourself some credit. Like, extreme. After you did two to extreme, all this extreme stuff was labeled. Yeah, you're right. That's true. It's kind of funny. A little coincidence there. But, uh, no, I mean, uh, I'm just an extremist in everything I do. I hang glide. I parachute. You know, I do motocross. I do the freestyle stuff. And uh, fully condone the jackass lifestyle. I'll get in boxing and celebrity boxing. I'll go in, jump in the ring with ICP recently and smashed a stop sign over a dude's forehead and stapled uh, a dollar to his, uh, his, his cheek and his forehead. Head, blood coming out, so I mean, I, I get into some pretty crazy, crazy things. Anything 
it's for the money, but you don't need the money, do you? No, it's not for the money, man. It's for the excitement of it. We only live once, you know, so I'm out here for the passion of uh, just, you know, being a jackass and having a good time doing it. Vanilla Ice, did you pave the way for Snoop Doggy Dog and Death Row Records? <laughs> if it wasn't for Vanilla Ice, would there be Snoop Doggy Dog or Death Row Records? Man, come on. You're stretching it, dude. No, no, no. I mean... You, you did know. pave the way, though, didn't you? Indirectly. There would be no Snoopy Doggy Dog if there wasn't Vanilla Ice, right? You know, you said the word indirectly. You know, everybody knows about the Suge Knight, uh, you know, incident. And, uh, yes, in a way, I contributed to the Chronic Records, Snoop Dogg, and Tupac. I funded, basically, initially, the beginning of that whole Death Row project uh, indirectly. <laughs> but I look Willingly? At, well, no, not willingly. But you know what? It was all good because I look at it in a positive way. I got way more money than I ever expected today. And, you know, basically, uh, uh, I look at it as like it was an investment in some of the best hip-hop ever to live and ever, ever come out. So... I'm happy for it, you know? I'm happy. Vanilla Ice, go ninja, go ninja. Is it true? You've returned to the ninja song. Yeah, man. We're going to do a hardcore remake of that song real real soon. Uh, it was really crazy because we've been playing Canada, man, and I don't even know the words to that song anymore. Just the hook, you know? Come on, go ninja, go yeah. ninja. No, I know that part, but I'm just saying, I'm saying, you know, uh, we, we play in Canada every show, and the kids are just yelling, ninja, ninja, rap, you know? And I'm like, no way, go ninja. So anyway, make a long story short, I'm doing a hardcore version of that. Check the website, vanillaice.com. It's going to be uh, you can download it for free on there, so check it out. Vanilla Ice, the hip hop witch. You made some good connections from that movie, didn't you? The hip hop witch, Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wu Tang Clan's on the new record. Um, that's why we, you know, we, we it was really versatile. This record, you know, we we worked with Slipknot, uh, which is the heavy, hardcore, crazy side. Uh, we got Soulfly on there, and then on the hip hop side, we got Public Enemy, Insane Clown Posse, and the Wu Tang Clan. So it was a big collaboration. It was a nice musical adventure for me. Your movie, cool as. Cool as ice. Cool as ice. Is it true that Lisa Marie Presley was going to be in Cool as Ice but turned you down, Vanilla Ice? How dare she? Uh, how dare she? No, it's the first I ever heard of that, but it sounds cool. <laughs> Makes good ratings. <laughs> Drop that. Zero and get with the hero. E-boy with Vanilla Ice. You love the fighting, don't you there, Vanilla Ice? I love everything, man. There's no shame in my game, man. Like I said, I condone the jackass lifestyle, so fighting and everything. I mean, But in the Cool as Ice movie, there's a lot of ninja kind of fighting action, wasn't there? Yeah, man, there was some stuff like that going on. You know, it's, it's exciting. So it was natural that you do the celebrity boxing. Yeah, I told you. That's what I was telling you a minute ago. I'll get on TV. I'll do it anything. There's no shame in my game. I just let them hang. Now, what's the, <laughs> now, what's the deal with that with Todd Bridges? Before he even entered the ring, they were saying, like, he's winning. Were they out to get you there, Vanilla Ice? Uh, well, it was staged. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, we had, like, in the corner, you know, how it looks on TV. It was like six, you know, we had, like, ten minutes between the rounds. And, and, and they edited it on TV, you know. It was like, it was all staged, man. We had fun with it. It's just an exhibition. Because that announcer was really mean. It's like, oh, Vanilla Ice going to pull out his purse and hit him with his purse. No, man, that's the way boxing is. If you ever watch a boxing match, there's always like George Foreman or Sugar Ray Leonard sitting on the sidelines, you know, saying some good things about other people. Keep your chin up. What was with that chin up? Did they tell you to keep your chin up? Keep his chin up. What it is is it's entertainment, brother. Sit back and enjoy it. Was there anybody you could choose to fight? Like, could you choose to fight Eminem? I, I wish I could. I've been trying to. I, w I wanted to fight him. I mean, that would be huge ratings, wouldn't it? It'd be awesome. I just do it for the hell of it because I'm crazy like that. How did you end up with Todd Bridges? Um, he was like the only person I could get, but um, that had any boxing experience. Everybody else, all the other celebrities are big, you know, pussies. They didn't want to get out there. So, uh, you know, I show them, hey, ain't no shame in my game. I'll get out there and swing it with anybody. I just have fun, man. I don't care. Win or lose, whatever. You win <laughs> some, you lose some, you know? I'm actually buff.
busted up today, man. Me and my drummer had it out last night on stage. He hit me with the drumstick. I'm sitting there playing. It was accident, you know. He just kind of went wham, and I was standing there. And he hit me with the drumstick. Blood was coming out. He hit the first song too. Blood coming out all over my face, and I'm sitting there just spitting it out. It looked like Danzig or something on stage, but it was insane, man. So vanilla, vanilla ice. Who is Mini Me? Mini Me. Who is Mini Me? Vanilla Ice. See M and M. M M Mini Me. M and M. Well, yo. You know what it is? I, I, it's like this. It's been a long time since you've seen me on the TV. V-Ice is here for Sheezy, taking what's mine, cause it's my time to hit y'all with a new style of rhyme. Yeah, this is hip rock. It can't be stopped. I bomb the system straight to the top. Millions of dollars. I've been spending them. I love rap. I paved the way for Eminem. Needless to say, I rap back today. Y'all forgot about me like y'all forgot about Dre. But I'm still here with no fear. I say what I want and I make sure it's clear. Yeah, Vanilla Ice, take that Eminem. <laughs> take that Eminem. Now, I was curious. Eminem had Dr. Dre. You had Public Enemy. What happened with the Public Enemy Association? Like, you only recently got Public Enemy back on board. No, not, not back on board. What do you mean? I did the Stop the Violence tour with him forever ago. And, um, oh, you know what I mean? Eminem had Dre to guide him. Too bad you could have had more of the Public Enemy, right? Uh, for what? What do I need? What do I need more for, man? I got everything I need right now. I'm, I'm not making radio-friendly, commercial, mainstream bullshit i'm making real music and uh there's no edits and yeah but i mean comparing yourself to eminem like eminem gets a cool yeah, movie yeah. and you get the turtles like yeah, you've talked about that before haven't you vanilla ice hey i think the turtles are cooler than eminem's eight mile go ninja go ninja exactly you know how many people are probably singing that with you right now in there every person i just played every place in this whole country man i'm telling you we just it's been ninja rap everywhere it's been great have you heard that vanilla ice versus eminem thing that's on the internet where they mix yeah. the two together sure it's like it sounds song, awesome actually. yeah it's like eminem's beat sound amazing with you. Yeah, because I, I flow over that stuff, you know? It's fun. What's the deal on third base? Did they really call you the Antichrist, Vanilla Ice? Oh, man, I've been called way worse than that. I love it all, man. You know, I, I sit out here and I, I burn a path. I'm, I'm full-on jackass rock star, and everywhere I go, I, I burn a path, you know? And it, it irritates some people, and then some people are entertained by it. I'm catering to those that are entertained by it. The ones that it irritates, I don't really care. It's kind of fun, actually, that, you know, I can come through and stir up so much of a ruckus. <laughs> Did third base really um, get a hit on them ordered by you? Did you order a hit on third base at all there? Ah, man, that's the joke, dude. It's all entertainment, man. There is no, uh, I've never even met them, to be honest with you, so there's no beef. Do you have a tougher time, do you think, Vanilla Ice, because you didn't lose your money? Like, MC Hammer lost his money, but you didn't, so people don't think it's funny. I mean, you survived, you won, but then people don't think that's funny. I don't think there's a winning to it uh, about uh, holding on to your money or not because in 94 I tried to commit suicide with $20 million in the bank and I couldn't even buy myself a friend, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I know some people out there going, I'll be your friend, give me a million. No, but for real, I mean, I live in Miami, so it's a lot of plastic and, you know, people just, you know, hanging out with silicone and it's pretty crazy out there. So you don't know who your real friends are. And that's why I got back into motocross. I found my real friends. And Vanilla Ice, was it real estate that kept you going through the money thing? Are you a big Tom Vu type guy? What's the deal vanilla ice what's the secret is real estate keeping you going hey real estate works for me it might not work for everybody but uh it's it's i've never played the stock market it's done uh you know great things for me uh, over the years you know it was kind of an accident that i fell into it but i learned real simple you know i mean it was simple as a pimple you, you know every house that i bought uh, it made money when i sold it so uh, i just learned that you know let me just buy a bunch of houses and sell them i mean it was that simple and it sounds like there's a lot more to it you know but uh you don't need to buy the tapes and the infomercials on tv and all that stuff to learn how to buy and sell houses you just do it you know and that's how you make your money and the stock market is a gamble vanilla ice do you still have the top selling rap album of all time is that still to the extreme is that still you vanilla ice do you still hold that honor i don't know i really don't check the stats every day but i, I 
probably assume, you know, I mean, it's been there for a long time. It'll probably stand there for a long time. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that uh, I'm proud of, and it's amazing, and, it, and I didn't expect it, and it, what an impact, you know. Like, no, congrats. I mean, I want to give you some prop. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I never expected it, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that, for sure. Now, you're in Madonna's sex book, and you claim that you were in there unknowingly. How did you unknowingly end up in a sex book uh, there? Don't change it around. I mean, not unknowingly. Well, actually, you're right. <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, no, I, I went over, I was going out with her, okay? A lot of people know that. I, I was going out with her at the time, and uh, it, it was really crazy. I just went over there, and, you know, I'm always used to people taking pictures and everything, and um, she starts taking her clothes off, which she does even with pictures or not, you know? So she starts taking her clothes off, and they start taking pictures and everything. I'm not thinking any big deal. I didn't think anything was going to come from these pictures or anything. And then, you know, about eight months down the line, I see this hard copy metal jacket sex book she releases, and... Uh, you know, just to see me and how everything was portrayed in the whole book and everything, it just kind of threw me in her slutty package. And I wasn't really happy to be a part of it. All my friends are like, yeah, dude, you know, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. I kind of mixed emotions for it, you know, because I, I, I kind of felt for her at that time. And, and to see it like portrayed just full on sex fiend freak, you know, it was, it was pretty shocking because I knew it wasn't her. Well, how do you feel right now? Because Madonna said it was a mistake to pose with Vanilla Ice. That's kind of mean. Nah, she says it's a mistake because I keep talking shit about her because I, I told her that that was the biggest regret I have out of, out of most of the stuff I've done was being in her book, you know. Uh, we didn't depart too happily, just, you know, so I don't know if there's going to be any kind words there, but um, I still got love for her. There's not any, you know, anything going on today. All the bitterness or whatever is fine today. We're, we're happy today or whatever, but, you know, back in the day, we went our different ways, you know. And there are many people that are happy to work with you, Vanilla Ice. Iron Maiden, what's the 7 times 70 thing? You're working with Iron Maiden? Isn't that hardcore, man? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, they're, they're my heroes, man, and it's just an honor, you know. Uh, just working with Soulfly and Slipknot and all these multi-platinum, multi-talented bands and groups and stuff is just such an honor for me, you know, for them to respect me uh, as a musician as well and, and to honor me by being on my record with me. And uh, I couldn't be more happy, you know. Have you ever started working with any indie rappers at all? Have you ever heard of Peaches at all? No. She's like an indie rapper from Canada. Have you ever started doing any indie rap stuff, you know, like the hard beats, you know, with the indie rappers? Yeah, you never know, man. You never know where it's going to take you. I love all genres of music, and, uh, you know, there is no uh, boundaries as far as I'm concerned. There's no rules. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, you had some wicked hair. Yeah? You had some dope hair, but so did Kid Rock. Everybody had that style back then, didn't they? Yeah, that, that uh, the pompadour. Remember that? <laughs> the straight up. It's like your grandma pulling out pictures of you like you, that you're ashamed of or, or embarrassed of. But I can look back at it and I can laugh now. I can laugh at myself or whatever. But at the time, man, I had to live it out, you know. I mean, actually, from the success, I hibernated, man, for a long time because, you know, I was only 16 when I wrote Ice Ice Baby. So I was ordering pizza in my house. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go shopping. couldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, you know, I just said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to face my adversity. Sorry, you got to edit that. <laughs> Whose idea was it to have the hair? Whose idea was to shave the eyebrows? Because the eyebrow shave thing was cool. <laughs> I shaved my eyebrows. I did the stuff in the hair and stuff. It was all for fun. You know, it was just a joke. But, um, you know, it was amazing the impact it had. It's just super amazing. And for to carry over today and for to people to respect and embrace what I'm doing today just means the world to me. I'm just so blessed. It's great. What's the deal between you and puppets, Vanilla Ice? Are you really afraid of puppets? What's the deal? I love puppets. 
Well, man, I got a few hang-ups, you know, in life. I'm a little weird on certain uh, things. I'm attention deficit disorder, and, you know, puppets to me scare the hell out of me. I'm really scared of puppets and midgets, man. <laughs> no, no, no problem. I mean, it's really, I just, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, black cat crossing your path. If you're super assisted, you know, you're going to be like, you're going to be like, whoa, get this black cat. You're going to try to stay in front of it. You're not going to walk under a ladder. Well, to me, puppets are evil. They scare the hell out of me, man. And I don't know why. Maybe it was Chucky growing up on the movie, you know. I don't know. But uh, they scare me. Vanilla Ice, you've played so many amazing places. I was noticing, looking at your tour thing, and you're playing, like, the keg, and you're also playing, like, frat houses. What's, yeah. like, the difference between playing a keg and a frat house? What's it all like? The keg, frat house. It's cool, man. We, we had all the towns, man. The big ones, we had Calgary, and then we come back to, like, Regina and Saskatoon, and even, like, uh, last night, Chili Whack, man. We hit them, you know. It doesn't matter. That's a good rap name, isn't it? Yeah. Can you freestyle on Chili Whack for a second? Chili whack, chili mac, that's what it's all about. Give me the attack like 420, baby. That's what I'm all about. Sitting right here, giving the scream and shout. Gonna turn it out. Uh. Yeah! <laughs> so the tour across Canada is going well then. Would you come back in the middle of the winter? Um, I'll come back anytime to Canada, man. I got much love for Canada for sure. What was it like opening for NWA there, Vanilla Ice? This winding after opening for NWA. What was that like? Uh, it was kind of scary, actually, because I was, uh, you know, like I said, I was real young. I did the whole Stop the Violence tour and everything, and uh, I was with Ice T. And that's actually when I first got my big break was with Ice T and, and them and uh, Sets of Sonic and EPMD. But uh, it was crazy because, you know, I didn't know about the studio gangster thing back then. I thought it was all real. So, you know, drive bys and shootings, I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm glad that they, you know, they're cool with me. <laughs> I don't want them to kill me, man. Are you friends with any of the other Ices? You know, like Ice Cube? Well, you just said Ice T. Are you friends with yeah. any of the Ices? Totally. Yeah, we're all cool. Yep. Ice T, I've been cool with since uh, like 89, man. So it's been really good. He's a good guy. Actually, I'm doing some shows with him coming up soon here in the States. Now, I heard this rumor. I don't know if you want to answer it or not, but I heard a rumor. Did you go to a party put on by Naomi Campbell? I did. I did back in the day. No, I heard that you were necking with Corey Feldman in the hot tub at Naomi Campbell's place. Is that true, Vanilla Ice? Come on, Hasselhoff. I don't get that friendly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Babu! You're pushing it. Thank you very much, Vanilla Ice. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, just want to say check out VanillaIce.com for any details of anything I got coming up. Check it out. Don't sleep on it. We are who we are because of who we were. So thanks for embracing who I am today. Vanilla Ice, I want to leave with a quote. And the quote goes, shit, a white boy can dance like that? And do you know who said that, Vanilla Ice? Who? Chuck D. Nice. Yeah, Chuck and, D. And I was wondering, can you maybe do a couple moves for us? Just please for the I'll old do a days. move called the Transformer for you. Check it out. It's called the Transformer, man. And this is one that I, I used to do back in the day. I, I, I still break dance every now and then, but I've had so many motocross crashes, I broke my wrist and stuff, so I don't do many head spins anymore. <laughs> oh, so you're going to do one for us? I'm going to do oh, the yeah, Transformer. Hold your glasses? This is a Transformer. By Vanilla Ice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Yeah! Let's give him a beat. Give him a beat. No, no, no. I don't need a beat. I don't need a beat. I don't need a beat, dude. Just check it out. Here we go. You ready? Watch it. Watch it. I'm going to tear it up. Okay. This is the Transformer. Okay. You ready? That's the Transformer. That's it. Oh, vanilla ice in the house! That's one of the old school moves I did on Cool as Ice, man. I'm surprised I still remember that. Well, vanilla ice, why should people care about vanilla ice? Why should people care? Because I just said it, man. We are who we are because of who we were. And uh, my life, through the eyes of the camera and the TV, is very entertaining. Enjoy it, because uh, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Well, thanks so much, Vanilla Ice. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. Four-two. Yeah! <laughs> 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 
Take control, take control 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard Daz Band with Joystick. And speaking of joysticks, before the Daz Band, an interview with Vanilla Ice. And before that, an interview with Ice Cube. So, coming up, what could it be? B, an interview with Ice T. Actually, Ice T mentions the Daz Band in the interview that is going to follow. Today on the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, all ice, all ice, vanilla ice, ice cube, and right now, for your listening pleasure, Ice T. Who are you, Ice T? Ice-T, I have to ask you right off the bat, did you ghostwrite this right here, Mr. T's Commandments? Yes, I did. That's amazing. Can you tell me about working with Mr. T? Because you're not credited on this particular record. I'm not on there? No, it doesn't have your name. Like, if you open it up, check, look for your name. It doesn't say your actual name. It doesn't say Ice-T on the actual credits when you open it up. Yeah, this is it a secret. I guess back in the day, I didn't feel I was, you know, going to ever be anybody. Uh, I was uh, around these cats that were actually doing a video for him called Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. And they really didn't have a rapper. And they asked me what I'd try to help Mr. T rap. And I wrote mostly all the raps for him. I love it. Mr. T's commandments. Believe it. Every word is... True. True, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty whack. I mean, I've, it's something to look back on, but the fact that I was able to even work with Mr. T, I got to, you know, give myself a pat on the back for that. Because it makes me think, who is the real T, Mr. T or Ice T? Who is the real T? Uh, Mr. T has the mohawk. And that gives him the crown. That's the answer, yeah. And he's bigger than me, and, he, and, he, and he's more violent, I think. Ice-T, I wanted to read you a quote from Blowfly. Blowfly says, I'm a stand-up comedian, a rapper, and a singer. What do you think about that? Are you like Blowfly? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I try to sing. You know, I sing in body count. But yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. I like to try to get a joke in edgewise. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm a rapper. I go from one side to the other. Sometimes I'm really dead serious about certain issues. And other times I'm just, you know, having fun. Ice-T, is it true, David Hasselhoff, Ice-T, is this true, you're going to be producing David Hasselhoff's rap LP? No, there was a rumor out about that. What happened was I was doing an interview with a guy, and he asked me, he says, you're so cool, Ice, you could probably make anybody rap. And I'm like, for enough money, I can make anybody rap. He said, could you make David Hasselhoff rap? I said, for $5 million, I have him rapping like Jay-Z. So the next thing you know, we got the rumor out that I'm actually working with David Hasselhoff. But, uh, nope. I thought he's your next-door neighbor. Nope. Nah. I, I, I never even met him before. So nothing came of it then? He didn't ever no, contact you? still out there. Arthur's still out there. So David Hasselhoff, if you're listening to this... Or anybody. Five million dollars, become a hip-hop star. Ice-T, how are the juice wars going? How are the juice wars going? Because you have the liquid... Yeah, I had liquid ice, but actually I got in a lawsuit with them cats, and I'm not promoting them anymore. 
Ah, okay, because it was liquid ice, and Anelli has the pimp juice, yeah. so I thought there was some juice yeah, my, wars going I made on. It, I made liquid ice. Liquid ice was better. It tasted better and everything, but what happened was the cats that had the company sold it to some other people, and then they tried to breach my contract, and we had to take them to the mats. You dig what I'm saying? We had to get our money. Ice-T, you talked today how about you had to prepare for potential predators, a battling potential predators. Yeah. Like, you never know who you'll come up against. So I offer you this. What was it like when you battled a leprechaun in Leprechaun in the Hood? I, I was worried about that leprechaun because that leprechaun, I, I never saw that guy out of makeup. So he is a midget. So when every time I would hit the corner, he was walking around. He always looked like that. So I wasn't really cool with that leprechaun. I was kind of like, he was a strange character, and he was always in character. So I just, you know, read my lines and stayed you know, out of the way. That's somebody you never prepared for. You never prepared for a leprechaun, did you, Ice-T? No, nah, I never thought I would actually have to go head up with anybody with superpowers. Ice-T, what was it like having a 1-900 line? You had a 1-900 line. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Back in the day, that was before the Internet, you know what I'm saying? So people would call. You just have a whole bunch. You'd answer a whole bunch of questions, and they would call, and they'd press a button, and they'd get a recording. Ice-T, November 14th. What does November 14th mean to you? day before november 15th no it's iced tea day in atlanta oh yeah yeah i i got that years and years ago i haven't never went down there and flexed my uh key to the city i haven't gone down there and said hey everybody shut up it's my day but they gave that to me years ago is that the only day you have have you been given the keys to any other cities I think they wish they took that day back. I think after the guy gave, they gave it to me, people said, do you really know who he is? So, if you know, I would make it so uh, on November 14th in Atlanta, all titties will be bare, okay? Ice-T, were you the first guy to say ho on a record? I don't know. Maybe me or Too Short, probably. Because that's what I was wondering. I wanted to ask you about some of these vintage iced tea jacks here, if you could hold it. Right here we have the coldest wrap. And first off, let's zero in on that photo. What is going on there, iced tea? Well, that's the old hip-hop style, you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of metal, a lot of uh, studs and stuff like that. If you looked at what Melly Mel and the Furious Five and all of us was wearing, it was real heavy metal. So it was, that was the style back then. Were you told to wear that? No, that was just how MCs, we wanted to look tough, so that's what we wrote. And there's the coldest rap. That's, I thought, maybe the rap that contained the word ho for the first time on Wax. Yeah, this is my first record. This is actually not on this, the right label. It was on a record called Saturn. But, you know, I still had my hat on and I had my glasses and stuff. But, you know, back in the day, that was the cool look. Now, they dressed you up for the movie Breakin'. Did they dress you up? No, that was just my clothes. So those were your clothes? Yeah, I had on like a bomber jacket. I had on a hat from Neiman Marcus and uh, just doing my thing. Ice-T, underneath that record, if you could just lift them, we have another compilation here called the Compton Compilation. And if you could turn that over for a second, I want to ask you about this. Here we have a picture of Compton's Most Wanted with a white guy in the band. Yeah, well, you know, there's white people in Compton. Actually, uh... That was uh, MC8 and their crew, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like, uh, who was in the original NWA? You had uh, Arabian Prince was in that group back in the days, you know what I'm saying? So, white people in Compton, you know that? And right over here we have <laughs> Vanilla C, a female rapper. What's the 
history of female gangster rappers, Ice-T? I don't know. The trip with female gangster rappers is once a girl acts too hard, she no longer acts like a girl. So it's kind of like a paradox. You know what I'm saying? It's like they can only rap so hard, then they start sounding mannish. So it never really works. I think the only people that really mastered that is Foxy Brown and, say, Little Kim. What do you think, and if we could move this record out, of this record, this record, this person right here? Terry C., right? Terry C. What's the importance of Terry C., a white woman gangster rapper? Yeah, somehow Easy hooked up with her, and she was, like, supposed to have been the next thing and stuff. And, uh, you know, I never really met her. I, from what I understood, she was an interesting chick, had an ill personality. A lot of people wasn't really getting along with her. But then I heard she turned over and started to try to do rock. I've been mentioning the women because you're hosting VH1 Hip Hop Honors, and I understand you're introducing MC Light into a Hall of Fame. MC Light. Yeah, MC Light is a hardcore rapper. I wouldn't call East Coast. Her, East Coast, but I wouldn't call her gangster rap, but she was hardcore. You know, she was right on the edge and very much respected and one of the pioneers of the early rugged style of rap. Ice-T, if we could have you pull out another record, we have here The Posse, Chapter 2, another Compton record. Mm-hmm. Now, on the back here, I find it interesting. There are some pictures here. We have, right here on the very back, the two live crew when they were from L.A. Yeah, people don't know that. Actually, uh, Brother Marquise was really used to be my hype man. He used to come out on stage with us in some of our shows. And all the groups from L.A. originally started on McCola Records. I don't know if this is that. See? McCola. McCola was a pressing plant in L.A. that we could go to, and you could really go in there with a tape, and they would make you a record. So that's where me, uh, N.W.A., all the L.A. groups started right there. And right there we have Digital Underground. Now, at this time, was Tupac dancing for Digital Underground? What can you say about Tupac dancing for Digital Underground? Yeah, Tupac was dancing and doing the whole digital thing. They was, you know, do what you like and all that kind of stuff, having a good time. You know, he didn't really jump off until he went into his solo career with the more hardcore stuff. And right over here, we have Ice-T. What do you remember about this? This is one cool record cover, Ice-T. It's me and Evil. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, everybody was just trying. We had the gun. I had the 38, you know. Back in the day, I had the three-finger ring right there that, you know, everybody wanted. Some fresh Jordans, you know what I'm saying? It was just being funky fresh. He was trying to keep it real clean. Do you still have that outfit? No, I don't have that outfit, but it, it, it would still look good today. I see. One other thing I was wondering about was 99 Problems. Yeah. What's the history of that song? That's your song. Jay-Z took it. And now apparently there's some links to Two Live Crew. What happened was, the true story is, uh, Brother Marquise made that comment one time. I was with him and he was like, you know, I got 99 Problems in the bitch ain't one. So I thought, I was like, man, we can make a record off of that. So we called Marquise up, flew him out to L.A. We, me and him did the record together, paid him, everything was cool. And uh, that was that. Uh, years later, Jay-Z hears the record from Rick Rubin, decides he wants to remake it, makes, remakes the hook, and does it. Then Marquise comes back and hears Jay-Z did it and decides he wants more money, but all the money was already paid out. Uh, I didn't get any publishing from it because I had a publishing deal at the time. So he decides, you know, he wanted to sue me and all kinds of nasty stuff, which friends shouldn't do to each other. But that's the true story. So nothing's happened since then. You know, it's kind of water under the bridge. But 
you know, the first 99 Problems was done by myself and brother Marquise from Two Live Crew. Ice-T, what did you do on Fame? You were on Fame. What did you do on Fame? Break dancer. I was a break dancer. Now, would you get paid for that? Did you negotiate a good deal, or is it like those other movies where you didn't get as much money? And we, got, we, got, we got paid scale, you know, so I probably like seven grand. Ice-T, you're a good friend of Jello Biafra. How come Jello Biafra, ex-Dead Kennedys, is the real G? How is Jello Biafra the real G? Well, you know, real G is basically, if you really want to get into it, it just means you're original. You know, and, and you, you know, Jello Biafra is one of the original, you know, Dead Kennedys member, one of the original punkers, one of the original people who really set the mode for a lot of the, the early punk rock and stuff like that, so that makes him a G. Uh, if, if you obviously a copy of somebody, you don't get that G. You can't be called a G. You're basically a replica. Ice-T, do you still like Sizzler? Yeah, Sizzler's a, uh, more of a West Coast place. You know, we go to, uh, in New York right now, we go to uh, Tad's. Ice-T, the movie 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Yeah. I was a bit upset. At the end of that movie, you're suspended from a flying fox and you totally get murdered. Why did you agree to do that? Was that just the money? Because I felt mad. Ice-T, you had no chance to live in that movie, did you? Uh, well, the true story was the cat that was directing it wanted me to be one of the Elvises at the beginning of the movie. And I couldn't do it because I had an, another obligation. So Bokeem played the first Elvis. And they actually wrote that part in the movie to bring me in at the end. So it was kind of like he wanted me to be. I got a cool part playing Henderson. And it was a pretty exciting movement. So I get uh, a moment in the movie. So I get a lot of uh, clips and action sequence shows. You're just hanging basically from a meat hook, getting nailed. Spinning around, shooting two guns. It was cool. It was fun. Ice Dan Quayle, did he get a gold record for helping body count? Yeah, we gave Dan Quayle a gold record. We gave Charlton Heston a gold record. Not so much that they helped us, but it was just like they were so stupid. So, you know, you can call once you're, excuse me, once you have an official gold record, you can call and get anybody's name connected to it. So we got one with Charlton Heston's name on it, one with Quayle. We haven't ever presented it to him. Ice-T, you recently played the Leeds Festival with Body Count, didn't you? Yes, sir. And you were heard saying, the main stage is full of pussies. True. What is a pussy, Ice-T? Just a pussy. Everybody knows what a pussy is. Just, just, I guess a pussy is something that has no balls. Ice-T, what's wrong with teddy bears? Why don't you like teddy bears? You're saying Kanye West has a teddy bear. Why don't you like teddy bears? I don't, I don't understand grown men with teddy bears. I don't understand it. Now, I, don't, I, I mean, Kanye West is cool. I mean, he just threw me with the teddy bear. Ice-T, I wanted to ask you, lastly here, about this record right here. We have the Jimmy Castor Bunch. What can you tell the people about the Jimmy Castor Bunch? You use a sample of this on your power record. Uh, you know, Africa Islam produced a lot of my music, and he was into the old original hardcore funk bands like Jimmy Castor Bunch and Dad's Band and all the real heavy grooves like that. So that's part of hip-hop is taking something that maybe you know obscure to other people and making it funky that's what hip-hop is about and you were saying ice T, that your band has splintered is it true that your ex-associate the egyptian lover is egyptian lover a pimp or is that dj aladdin is the pimp dj or aladdin's <laughs> a pimp dj aladdin is now pimping somewhere he may be up here in canada with his groove on uh, egyptian lover from what i last understood is out djing right now all over the world because he was in the movie breaking with you right uh he was in there with africa islam and the glove 
Ice-T, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Nah, I think you got enough. You, you're a very interesting guy, and I like your wardrobe. Well, thank you very much, Ice-T. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it's real pimpish. I like how it's going down. It's real big. Ice-T, why should people care about Ice-T and Body Count? I don't know. I mean, you got to care about something. Why not care about us? You know what I'm saying? I think music and it's just like, you know, going to the to the ice cream store, man. You know, if you don't like this flavor, pick out, you know, another flavor. I'm just having to be one of the flavors in the ice cream store. Well, thanks so much, Ice-T. Keep on rocking in the free world and do-do-do-do-do. Bang, bang. Father, 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 
Written by Ice-T. Ice-T wrote that tune. And before that, an interview with Ice-T, who was in town a couple weeks ago as part of the 604 Hip Hop Expo. And before that, an interview with Vanilla Ice on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. And before, before that, an interview with ice Cube, yes, all ice today on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, and Ice Tea. To end an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show, I thought I would play another wrestling-inspired rapper-type dude. Here we have, well, just sit back and listen to Randy Macho Man Savage and his attempt, I mean, his wonderful rapping skills. And we might fit in a bit more of the good old Mr. T as well on All Ice Day on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. In today's news, Macho Man Randy Savage inks recording contract with Big Three Records as a rap artist. He's trying to rap. Yeah, man, I heard it. Macho doing some kind he of rap. He can't even rap here. Yeah, I heard Macho doing rap. Whack, I can't. Macho's gonna be viral. He look good to be an old man. My brother watched Randy Savage back in the day. I heard he's gonna be working on the rap city. It's gonna be hot. What's up, Trudy? Say about him. Macho Man is real big overseas. He's the wrestling king. Pow, busted that dude right in his head with that elbow. Randy Savage looks so good. I saw him on the TV in a wrestling match. Boy, did he kick that guy's butt. Yeah, man, I know Macho Man. That dude still alive? Don't let his age fool you. He'll still whip your I'm bad,
Street, bout to shock the whole industry. You can't believe Michael Mann's really rapping. Hooked up with the rascals, we made this thing happen. It's the studio to get paid in full. And I can make power moves, I got a lot of pull. Every time I'm in the streets, people still show love. They wanna know what's going on, they wanna know what's up. People wanna know if Michael's still in the ring. People wanna know if Brandy's doing his thing. Everybody's talking, wanna know this and that. On a different plane The first wrestling MC will be my claim to fame I'm like Diablo and Mike I can play two sports And in both arenas I'm a tremendous force Cause when I fight or rip the mic I ain't taking no slack Back, I get the knack to entertain So I'm back, back People wanna know if Michael's still in the ring People wanna know if Randy's doing his thing Everybody's talking wanna know this and that So I'ma tell you right now Randy Savage is back yeah, Macho Man, Randy Savage back at ya. Got the rascals in the house. Big K, Brian O, Ted, Romy Rome, and Old Chisel. Shout out to Eric on the boards. Tommy Chisel and Pinky. And I can't forget the mask of disaster, the incredible Bill Edwards, and the entire Big Three crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs>